Hello, friends. This is Pastor Anthony L. Fletcher from Redeemed Ministries. I would like to invite you to listen to our podcast. It is a Christian-based podcast designed to bridge the Word of God to modern-day culture to show its relevance and its permanence throughout all generations. Why don't you listen and enjoy? Be blessed. Amen. So Mark chapter one, starting in verse 21 to 28, and I will be reading for your hearing out of the New Living Translation Bible, the New Living Translation Bible. And it reads thusly, uh, Jesus and his companions went to the town of Capernaum. When the Sabbath day came, he went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching, for he thought, or what, uh, for he taught, I'm sorry, with real authority, quite unlike the teachers of religious law. Suddenly, a man in the synagogue who was possessed by an evil spirit began shouting, Why are you interfering with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus cut him short. Be quiet. Come out of the man, he ordered. At that, the evil spirit screamed, threw the man into convulsion, and then came out of him. Amazement was gripped, uh, amazement gripped the audience, and they began to discuss what had happened. When sort of this, what sort of new teaching is this? They asked excitingly. It has such authority. Even evil spirits obey his orders. The news about Jesus spread quickly throughout the entire region of Galilee. Amen. I want to use a subject this morning, authority over evil. Authority over evil. Uh, as you remember, uh, as I said, uh, beginning in the series of messages uh, dealing with the miracles of Jesus, Jesus has power, which is another word for authority, over everything. Nature, sicknesses, disease, uh, and even over evil. He has authority. Amen. If you was with us a couple of weeks ago, we talked about uh, the dilemma, uh, defeating the dilemma, where we seen Jesus come on the scene and he... Uh, he was approached by his mother because they was at a wedding, invited to a wedding in Cana where uh, they were about to run out of wine. Well, what's the significance of this? Well, wine represents joy. Amen. And uh, in that culture at that time, if you were invited to a wedding party and the host ran out of something, in society's eyes, you would not have looked very well. Okay, could you imagine the rumors and, and, and the embarrassment? And Jesus stepped in, amen, and he defeated that dilemma, amen, by creating wine out of water, amen. And then last week we talked about the nobleman, uh, the healing of his son, as uh, this man traveled over 20 miles to have a one-on-one -on -one encounter with Jesus uh, because his son was sick and feverish. And the Bible declares that uh, the man begged Jesus to come back with him to Capernaum. Uh, and Jesus just told the man to go, your son will live. And as the man traveled back home at about one o'clock in the afternoon the next day, 
he was met by his servants and his servant says, your son will live and the fever has broken. He asked, what time did this happen? And the servant said, about a one o'clock in the afternoon, which is, was around the very time Jesus said, your son will live. So it shows that Jesus have power over situations. It shows thus far Jesus has power over sickness. Let's look at today's passage and see what we can learn from today's passage. Amen? Amen. Again, we all have circumstances in our lives that arrive. And if you haven't, I understand. I've, I've heard it before that, that you're strong. I, I understand that. I, I understand. I've heard it before that I'm self-sufficient. I, I understand. I've heard it before that, that I can't depend on nobody but me, myself, and I. But I guarantee you, uh, my beloved, if you continue to live, you will have circumstances that arise in your life that you feel powerless and will not have control over. I understand why we make those statements. We make those statements in order to uh, kind of give our feelings a boost from deteriorating situations around us. Uh, but I want you to understand that feeling powerless is not a bad thing. It's exactly where God wants us to be. Now, Sister Fletcher, I'm not here by no means to say that we shouldn't have any type of self-confidence or feel that we have power over situations. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that we got to realize where our power comes from, which is in trusting God. Amen? Amen. Because self-sufficiency gets us nowhere, and we will see that today. Amen? Now, look. Today we want to continue uh, our study, as I said before, uh, uh, over the miraculous miracles of Jesus. Uh, we had the situation in Cana, we had the situation with the noble son, and now we have a situation where we will see that Jesus had power over Satan and his demons. Amen? Uh, today we'll find at least four disciples along with Jesus, again, in the beginning of his ministry, in the city of Capernaum, which was a thriving city at that time. Capernaum was thriving, it was full of wealth, and it was actually a headquarters for many Roman troops, amen? As a matter of fact, that nobleman that we talked about last week probably worked for the governor over those troops. So they're in Capernaum now. You might say, well, that sounds kind of familiar. It should. Because that's the city where the nobleman came from last week, as we talked about. Remember, he traveled from Capernaum to Galilee, over 20 miles away. And now, this week, Jesus and his disciples have settled in Capernaum. Amen. And they're in Capernaum now because Jesus is starting his ministry. He's starting to teach in the synagogues. Amen. Which is probably uh, uh, one of the things that was really common back then. So let's take a look at what our lesson is saying today, starting again in verse 21. It said, Jesus and his companions went to the town of Capernaum. When the Sabbath day came, he went into the synagogue and began to teach. Verse 22, uh, the people were amazed at his teaching, for he taught with real authority. Okay, I want you to remember that. Quite unlike the teachers of religious laws amen so we see that first of all in the synagogue his authority was recognized in verse 21 to 22 the first principle we want to talk about is jesus's authority being recognized 
Now, as I said, it was common at that time for uh, Jesus to teach in synagogues. Uh, since Jerusalem was so far away, it was hard for people to make, or almost impossible for people to make that 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 uh, that pre uh, that that distance, I should say, or, or travel that distance. That's what I want to say to Jerusalem to worship in the synagogues. So at that time in culture, a group of ten families or more was allowed to start what is called synagogues. Amen. Uh, and in synagogues, they were basically uh, places set up out of homes and things of that sort, and they use it for a number of things, but the main thing they use synagogues for was teaching, was for a rabbi to come and teach from the scrolls. Amen. So it was not uncommon for a guest teacher to come and teach uh, on that Sabbath. So we find Jesus in the synagogue teaching. Amen. And the Bible declares while he was in the synagogue, Jesus taught like no other. Amen. If you see what the scripture says, again, uh, uh, in verse 22, the people were amazed at his teaching for he taught with real authority, quite unlike the teachers of the law. He didn't teach like other rabbis. Matter of fact, at that time, uh, Sister Fletcher, there was, there was rabbis and they would, they would, they would teach, but oftentimes they would quote from someone else to make their teaching sound more powerful and more authoritative. Uh, and it kind of remind me when I was a young preacher uh, and my, uh, uh, my pastor at that time, Reverend um, E.A. McGee, uh, used to always say, son, don't worry about mimicking me or anyone else. And I, and I love that man because he placed so much teaching in his associates. He says, don't try to mimic. Get the context of the messages that you hear, but don't try to mimic. Because people, for one, know when you're trying to mimic someone else while you're preaching. He said, don't try to mimic, but get the context. Amen. And then one thing he told me that I will never forget. He says, there is no originals. Amen. Now, we hear preachers, and, and, and uh, what happens is we take something for a preacher we heard, which we thought was so deep, which they probably got from another preacher that they thought was so deep, and on and on and on. But it has always have been preached before. God gives us messages so we can preach with what he gave us, not for us to mimic anyone else. So what, 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 what they was realizing in this, this synagogue is that Jesus taught with authority. He did not sound like the rabbis. And the reason why Jesus did not sound like the rabbis, because Jesus is the authority. He is the living word. John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was a word and the word was God and the word was with God. Amen. So we're here today talking about uh, authority over evil. Amen. And I'm going to get to that part. I want you to follow me. Authority over evil. Matthew 1 uh, verses 21 through 28. So Jesus is in the synagogue. He is, he's teaching and he's teaching with authority. Amen. Because he is, and, and, and I get, get it, get what I'm saying. He is the authority, not he was, not he will be, but he is the authority. Amen. So his authority was recognized. Now get this, he did not, he wasn't only recognized by 
uh, the individuals that was there to learn about the word of God and learn what the word of God said. But his authority was even recognized by the evil that was present. Now you said, look, Pastor Fletcher, they were inside the synagogue. You mean, what are you talking about evil that's present? I want you to understand, just because you're inside of a church does not mean evil is not present. Amen? That's why we got to be aware of our surroundings and who we listen to when they teach and things of that sort because evil can rest itself right in the pulpit next to you. Amen? So just because they were in the synagogue, that has nothing to do uh, by thinking that we're exempt from evil being present. Let's, let's look at what it says. So his authority was not only recognized by the individuals that was there trying to learn, but it was also recognized by the evil that was present. Let's look at what it says in verse 23. It says, suddenly a man in the synagogue who was possessed by an evil spirit began shouting, why are you interfering with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. So now his authority was recognized. And now his authority is respected. He was respected by the listeners around him because they was in awe of his teaching. They recognized that they never heard anyone teach like this before. They recognized that he taught with authority. They were in awe. But he also was recognized by the evil spirits that was there. The Bible declares that there was a man possessed uh, by the devil. He was possessed and he was began to disrupt a man, uh, the synagogue and the people that was there and just shouted out out of nowhere. I'm telling you, when the word of God is present, evil will recognize who God is. Amen. So he shouted suddenly, amen. It wasn't the man that shouted, but it was an evil spirit that was uh, uh, in him. He was possessed with, they were doing the shouting and they was controlling what the man did. Look at verse 24 again. It says, why are you interfering with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Now, for one, I want you to get this. He was respected by the listeners, but he was respected by evil. Evil knows who Jesus is and evil acknowledges who Jesus is. He did not ask who you are or what you're doing here. They immediately said, why are you here, Jesus of Nazareth? Look at the questions that was asked. Why are you interfering with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Now, Satan and his demons or his angels, whatever you would like to call him, they are totally here just to kill, steal, and destroy. They know they have no future. They already understand they have an expected end, which is to be thrown into the lake of fire. Amen. After Jesus comes from the church. Amen. They have no expected end. Well, they have an expected end, but it's, it's, it's an eternal damnation. So they want to grab and pull everybody they can with them and take them straight to hell with them. Amen. So what they do, 
they seek to kill, steal, and destroy. Amen. Satan, the scripture says, roam around to and fro like a roaring lion seeking who he can destroy. That's their whole job. And you might think that I'm a Christian and Satan can't bother me, but if you're not prayed up and if you're not studied up and if you're not walking right with God, Satan can influence your life in such a way. Maybe he can't possess your life uh, like those that don't believe in God, but he can influence you in such a way that what happens is he can, he can, he can destroy you he can kill your witness. He can make you feel worth it. And, and he can even make you destroy yourself. That's what Satan loves to do. So they're inside of this man. And, and apparently this man wasn't a believer as of yet. Because the Bible says he was possessed. And we know that a Christian cannot be possessed. Amen. By the demon. We can be influenced. But we cannot be possessed. So. These, this demon hollers out. He cries out. Why are you interfering? He's saying that because Satan knows this is what we're here to do. We're here to kill, steal, and destroy. So now Jesus is present. Now you're interfering on what I'm here to do. Amen. So he says, why are you interfering? Jesus of Nazareth. For one, he knows who Jesus is. If you remember not too long ago, if you're really following this, Jesus first came on the scene and was baptized by John the Baptist. Amen. And then he went out. He was led by the Holy Spirit, the scripture says, uh, into the wilderness to be tested by or tempted by Satan. Amen. So Satan, that was the first encounter he had. He was tempted by Satan. And now he's gathering his disciples and he's starting his ministry. Now, this second printed uh, 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 recording of Jesus dealing with evil uh, is with these demons right here. Satan knows who Jesus is. His angels know who Jesus is. They said they know who he is and they tremble. They recognize him. Well, Pastor, why do you say that they recognize Jesus? For one, they called his name Jesus of Nazareth. And then they said, um, have you come to destroy us? They knew Jesus had power to do that. And then look at the third question. Uh, now, well, look at the third statement. The, the statement that says, I know who you are. The Holy One of God. Amen. Satan and his angels know who Jesus is. Amen. Again, the Bible says they know and they tremble. Amen. They know who he is. And so he was respected by the evil one. Amen. They told him, they even acknowledged that he was the Holy One of God. But look at this. We see that his authority was recognized. We see that his authority is respected. Look at his third principle. His authority was released. Amen. His authority released. Look at verse 25 to 26. Um, actually, 25 through 28. It says, Jesus cut him short. Be quiet. Come out of the man, he ordered. At that, the evil spirit screamed threw the man into convulsion, and then came out of him. Amen. Jesus released power over the demon-possessed man. And anywhere that Jesus is present, my brothers and sisters, evil has to flee. Amen. So he released uh, his power over the possessed man. How did he release it? All he did, Sister Fletcher, was spoke a word. Yeah. 
Amen. That's all Jesus did. It, it doesn't take any rituals. It doesn't take anything. When Jesus wants something to happen, he can get it done right away. Amen. That's why it's important for us to put our trust in him. When our situations come up in our life, amen, when Jesus is ready for them to flee, all he has to do is speak a word. Amen. So look, his power causes the demons to release control of the man. Amen. Again, where he is, evil must flee. It cannot it cannot stay present. Amen. So he ordered the evil spirits to come out of the man. And with that, at the last moment, even the evil spirits further try to damage the man because the Bible says it threw him on the ground, put him into convulsion, and then came out of him. Amen. Look at what verse 27 said. Amazement gripped the audience. Amen. Can you imagine being somewhere present when something like this happened? The audience were amazed, but Jesus didn't do this to amaze the audience. Amen. Jesus came to deliver the man. Amen. He delivered this man that's been possessed. We don't know how long by an evil spirit. Amen. To show that he even have authority over evil. So they were amazed. They gripped the audience and they began to discuss what had happened. What sort of new teaching is this? Is it, is it with such authority even spirits obey his orders? The news about Jesus spread quickly, the word says, throughout the region of Galilee. So again, this amazement of his authority, uh, of his authoritative teaching and the miracle was released throughout the region. Amen. That's why Jesus and his word they went before him. People knew who he was before he even got into that town. If he was coming into town. Amen. Jesus has authority over evil. Amen. That's good news, my brothers and sisters, because in these days and times, as we constantly being bombarded by the news, we're constantly uh, see things on social media about not only uh, the, 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 how this nation is being divided, uh, and then we see the things that are happening with COVID-19. I mean, we are in a powerless situation now. Amen. We need to turn back to God through Christ Jesus. Amen. Because he is the one that can make sure the things that we need done or we're praying to get done, they can get done. Amen. We're in a powerless situation. Remember before I asked, have you ever felt powerless? But if you haven't felt powerless before, you should at this present time, because there's nothing you can do about the COVID-19 virus. It's really nothing you can do. We can, we can talk, we can complain, we can march. It's nothing we can do to change the heart of man. Get what I'm saying? We probably can push for change uh, for the way police decides to do things. We probably can push for change to take names off of buildings and statues down out of parks, but we cannot change the evil heart of man. And that's the only thing that's going to change the president, the, the, the prejudice, I should say, and the, 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 divisive, the divisiveness of this nation is changing the heart of man. And that only comes through Christ Jesus. Amen. Because the heart of man uh, is wicked, the Bible says. It's wicked. It's wicked. So nobody can change it. I don't I don't care how good to, you are to a person. Their heart cannot change unless Jesus Christ steps in and changes their heart. 
Amen. Now, we don't exchange evil for evil. Amen. We, we, we don't do that. But we depend on Jesus Christ to work on our behalf to change situations. Amen. We even realize that in our own lives. How are you walking before you came to Christ? How did you think before you came to Christ? We had some evil thoughts. Quiet as, as it kept, some of us still have some evil thoughts. But what changed our heart? Jesus took out the heart of stone and replaced it, as he says in Jeremiah, with the heart of flesh, meaning that our hearts become tender. We, we become more acceptable to love each other and to accept each other's faults and things of that sort. So what happens is Jesus changed that, and we begin to walk in his footsteps, we begin to walk in the light. And what we need right now is Jesus to perform a miracle and to change the heart of men so we can come together like we should. Amen. We need Jesus right now to, to, to come together and to heal the sickness, to create medicine for this disease right now. If you don't think evil's around us, I tell you, the other day, I think it was Friday. Was it Friday, sweetheart? We was getting those, um, uh, those Amber Alerts. Three-year-old baby found in bushes dead. And if you don't believe evil is running prevalent, you just look at stuff like that. Evil is right before us. People are possessed. Amen. People are influenced by Satan. And we can't get mad because that's what he's that's what he does. I'm not going to say he was created to do that, because don't you know when Satan was created, he was one of the highest angels in heaven. Amen. But because of free will, even the angels have free will. He decided to rebel against God because he wanted his authority power. And God kicked him out of heaven with a third of the angels that followed him. And gave him power over the earth. But God has all power. Derived from two Latin words. Omni and potent. Omni meaning all. Potent meaning powerful. That means he's all powerful. Satan has some power. God has all power. Amen. So we got to put our trust in him. He has authority over sickness, disease, situations. Today we've seen he has authority over evil, and he still has authority over evil. Amen. We've seen that in the darkest day, in the darkest hour, when he gave his son to die for our sins. He allowed his son to go and be uh, crucified on the cross. Jesus himself, this very Jesus, uh, towards the end of his ministry on earth, his earthly ministry, was crucified for your sake. He was crucified for my sake on an old rugged cross, raised for all to see. Bleeding, hanging there from uh, the ninth uh, to uh, the sixth to the ninth hour. Amen. Hanging there. And he eventually died for the sins of the world, sins of the past, sins of the present and sins of the future. He died for our sins. But his authoritative power showed when he rose from the dead on the third day with all power. Above the earth, under the earth, all power in the palm of his hands. He has the authority of powers, my brothers and sisters. He has the powers to get us through anything we need to get through. He has the power to get this nation back on track. He has the power to create love in our hearts instead of hate. 
togetherness instead of separation. He has all power. Why don't you trust him today? Why don't you give your life to Christ if you haven't? If you're suffering with something, lay it down and give it to him because he has the power. Father God, we thank you, we love you, we adore you for this opportunity to share a message, share a word that's encouraging about the ministries of your son, Jesus Christ. But most of all, we thank you for his death, burial, and his resurrection. As he died on the cross for my sins, as he died on the cross for everyone's sins, and he took them to the grave, but he rose on the third day with all power heaven and earth in the palm of his hands. We thank you for that. We thank you for his resurrection. We thank you, dear Henry Father, for his ascending back and sitting on your right side, making intercession for us. Lord God, we thank you, dear Henry Father. And we ask if there's anyone out there that have not placed their trust in him, that they will at this moment. Help them realize that they're a sinner. Let them quote, I'm a sinner. Save me. Save me from God's judgment. Save me from my sins. Save me from myself and come into my life and live your life through me. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you. We love you. We adore you. Amen. God bless you and God keep you, my beloved. Thank you for listening to Redeem Ministries Podcast. Redeem Ministries Podcast is brought to you by the Redeem Ministries Bible Church in Kansas City, Missouri, 3601 Indiana Avenue. You can reach us at area code 816-301-4008 or you can email pastoralfletcher at yahoo.com. Again, Text or call 816-301-4008 or email Pastor A.L. Fletcher at Yahoo.com. Please consider a donation that will help this podcast continue to give you the truth from God's word. You can go online at our website just type in Redeem Ministries Bible Church and hit the donation key and we will appreciate if you consider a gift. God bless you and God keep you.